Good evening and welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges podcast, or T-O-Triple-T-B. My name is Greg Dykes and I will be your dungeon master for this evening. Last week, our heroes headed back to Port Nianzaro from the jungle, meeting two intrepid travellers on the waterways. But now back in civilization, what will our heroes be doing? Will they be investigating the uh, delights of the town, or will they be looking for some help for the Order of the Gauntlet? If you want to learn more about our podcast, you can find us all over the social medias at T-O-Triple-T-B Podcast. That's T-O-T-T-T-B Podcast. And I invite you now to join us for adventure. Percival Silverlight. Taking our leave from Camp Vengeance and the PTSD-laden Commander Breakbone, we took off once more onto the river Sotian Star. But this time we decided to head back to Port Nianzaro. We had quickly realised that we were woefully underprepared for the journey into the jungle. Well... I was prepared, but uh, there were others in the group that may not have been. Whilst travelling, we came upon a fellow adventurer and his companion. Though we did not get the man's name, his companion, a dino folk, was called Dragonbait. He apparently communicated through scent. (laughs) Marvellous! Five days after leaving Camp Vengeance... We find ourselves once more at the walls of Port Nianzaro. Civilization. No insects. Refills of pomade. The adventure. We left your players last time, returning to Port Nianzaro, which with Rana's somehow far exceeded or excelled survival skills, uh, you made it back a lot easier than you made it out. Abstrate. <laughs> you make it back to effectively the old city of Port Nianzaro, so in the top left-hand corner of the map, that's the that is the that's old with city. The ziggurats, isn't it? Yeah, that so, is with the ziggurats. Yeah, this this area up here. There's a path leading away from it. That leads down to a sort of quite run-down dockyard area. It's really just like a a couple of driftwood barges that have been put together. And it is there that you meet with the canoe hirer, who, after you have sort of exchanged the formalities of here are the boats, he has a quick look over them, quibbles over, you know, the integrity of the boats. The quipper marks underneath. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) Um, It's like that when we got it, pal. Uh Look, I'm pretty sure that, that, that we did actually have oars that were about the third of the size of the normal oars. It's got teeth marks it? in it. Are you sure this... this... Yeah, well, well, they're not my teeth marks. You see the wee lassie over there? She drew pictures of the things when we got them. The, those bite marks were there, pal, I'm telling you. <sighs> I just don't... <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be calling a cleric a Thor liar by any chance, would you? <laughs> After a certain amount of, uh, it seems to be mostly lip service from the canoe master, the canoe, that, that makes him sound a bit too formal, the canoe guy, um, he hands you the, he hands you back the deposit, which is 75 gold pieces, if you want to add that to your collective group funds. Jolly gosh. Is he, is he the uh, canoe valet? Yeah, canoe valet. Yeah. Okay, right, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> well, no, I, I was just thinking, because he called him the, the canoe guy, I'm just imagining some uh, trustafarian with uh, with dreadlocks and <laughs> yeah. board shorts just going, dude, those canoes, man, they were not like that when they, when they gave them. My boss is going to kick my ass. 
while moving like his hair curtains out of his eyes. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just sort of gently, sort of like swaying his head backwards every uh, every fifteen seconds to <laughs> to get a proper look. Re- reeking of weed. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, got, we've got eight, eighteen, eighteen gold, seventy-five silver each. Woo-hoo. Eighteen okay. gold, seventy-five. I didn't wonder if somebody was doing the maths in the background. That was that was me. <laughs> Um, background mm-hmm. maths oh, guy. Got, um, I'm sure we have one that. I've got one of my pages I... that we had. We kept getting bits and pieces. I have 159 so, gold. In total, yeah? Uh, before Whoa. I had the 18. Oh, because... 18 and a half each. Sorry, I thought you meant 18 and a half each in total. I was thinking, I'm sure we have one of that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I don't have as much as you guys because I bought that bloody... Uh, there's anti-venom and also I think uh, I think some, we should all buy some anti- uh, well not necessarily the anti-venom because uh, you've got insect repellent yeah. I think is what you're going for yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to take as much as we can carry along with skins as well <laughs> oh I got a health potion as well mm. yeah I think like I bought a health 50 potion gold, wasn't can we possibly mm. get something like a barrel that just attaches to the boat so not actually in the boat because we haven't got room for it but a barrel or something that we can then fill up with um, you know what we should do anything. don't you you know what we What's should that? do? We should buy like a big boat? canoe. Yeah. <laughs> like we should buy no, I'm we should buy like all our stock, our stuff. I don't know what they're called. Like the canoes that have it's Arch? like a big canoe, but it has like no, it has like an outrigger. You know, like on one side. You know, like they're having like oh, the Virgin yeah. Islands and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. we can put all our storage stuff. We can have like the storage canoe because it balances it, so it's more stable. And then we can <laughs> all get in the main canoe or something. We should buy. We should buy. You a mean boat, like a sidecar canoe? A sidecar canoe. That is exactly 100% what I mean. 100% sidecar canoe. Yeah, and we all need goggles, and then, and then I, can, I can turn into a dog, and I can sit in the side canoe. With your ears fucking. Yeah. While personal steering, yeah. just shouting about cheese. Um, <laughs> strangely, Percival feels absolutely at home. Yeah. Yeah. Percival's moustache will be blowing in the wind while Rana's ears and like big long dog tongue. <laughs> what? Oh. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> you head on up through the old city and under the shadows of the ziggurats that make up the old city. The rain has sort of been coming down quite heavily as you arrived in Port Nianzara. You make your way into the city. You can see the Executioner's Run, which is this... Um, you did see it, I think, on the way out. But as a quick reminder, it is essentially a 50-foot-long depression in the main sort of street running through the old city. Is that, that bit, that yeah? Bit. That's that bit, yes. <laughs> um, looking into it, there's the usual kind of mess of... looks like obstacles and stuff. I don't think you guys have yet found out exactly what it does. Along one side, it literally says this is Executioner's Run. So you could probably guess, but you've yet to see it. Hairdressers, yeah? Yeah, hairdressers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of blood involved with hairdressing (laughs) in Um, children. This is terrible. We point the instruments. Um. Mm. (laughs) You head on into the city and... I now uh, once again need to kind of ask, what are you guys going to do? The city itself is, because of the rain, there aren't as many people out. Coming in the gate, you're coming in. Off to the sort of right, you can hear the Grand Souk being quite a large, tented area. That still seems to be going, but obviously there aren't as many revelers out taking shelter from the rain. Um, What would you guys like to do? What sort of time is it? So this, um, if I remember correctly, it was like a half day. So I think this is kind of like I midday, early afternoon sort of time. Difficult to tell because of the like cover of the rain clouds. But um, sure. yeah. Do you think we should go uh, to a tavern and actually go and get a nice hot meal and sit down and j- talk about what we're going to do? Should, should we actually um, have a little bit of a, a chin wag about uh, our experiences? What do you reckon? <laughs> It'd be good, to, especially if we go to like a tavern, it'd be dry. Um, we can make sure we're not overheard, you know, if we're careful with what some of the things that we're talking about. Because uh, we do need to talk about what we're going to do about the juggle, and if we're going to tell Kanga and what's going on with that. I mean, I could do with a cider. Brandy. I, I think we should go and have something to eat and discuss A, what we're going to do with these letters, and B, what we're going to say to Grandfather Sedembe. Um, I think that's a good idea, Zibi, because I think um, we need to be a bit 
have a bit of tact and a bit of class and a bit of um, gentleness with grandfather's attendee. Um, I also, uh, um, my backside would really quite like to sit on a proper chair, frankly. <laughs> um, whilst I grew up um, sitting on hard floors and things at times, I am, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older now and I, 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 I like to sit in a chair. That's what it's for. That's what they're built for. <laughs> I... If Thor didn't want us to sit nicely, he wouldn't have given us chairs. <laughs> Very good point. Suggesting that Thor invented chairs. Absolutely. I mean, he's got, a, he's got a hammer to put them together. Yeah. If I had a hammer. In, infallible. Is that there? Infallible. He, yeah. he got them. He, he stole them from the, uh, from the god of uh, furniture, Ikea. Um, <laughs> and he can put them together. And if he's angry, he could just blow them apart. Yeah. You know, he could t- give it and take it away. <laughs> But all of them had, like, a couple of screws that were just extra and nobody knew where to put them. (laughs) (laughs) Praise be the extra screws. (laughs) Anyway, throughout Nianzaro, there are a couple of different taverns. The one that is known to you guys is the more raucous, giggling squid, um, Mm -hmm. which is down in the south. However, Mm -hmm. as you're nearer the Merchant's Wars, you could potentially go to the... I believe I called it, like, the Red Rose or something like that. Um, there's essentially there's a sort of a more a more refined uh, sort of more upmarket uh, tavern that's probably closer to you guys, but obviously that is again you, from the reputation you've got is essentially a more sort of quiet and as I say sort of more upper class uh, clientele that. Uh, so let, let me just get this straight. Mm-hmm. So so we are actually potentially going to walk into a slightly more well-to-do tavern just after we've spent roughly two weeks in the jungle. Effectively. Yeah. I mean, Percival's on board. Yeah. So do you think, um, as we go to have a conversation and things about what we're going to do as well, um, do you think with somebody like Makanga, you know, he's quite well-to-do in this town, so I think maybe it might be worth um, going to the cheaper end, um, Weatherspoon's type tavern. I'm not going there. Just because um, Wakanga's probably not going to be in there, or anybody who might be of his level. So do you think it's worth us having a chat first in the cheaper one, and then, um, you know, having pre-drinks, if you like. <laughs> and then... Um, a pre-drink drink. Yeah. <laughs> pre-drink drink. And then um, maybe tomorrow, once we've got cleaned and had a good night's sleep, maybe we can go to a nicer place tomorrow. Well, we do know that the, uh, the giggling squid have rooms. Hmm. That may be a place to go. Save us from staggering around most of Portney and Zaro drunk. Well, I maybe for you, uh, Percival, but we're not all getting drunk. It's just... Um... What do you mean, getting drunk? I'm half-cut right now. <laughs> <laughs> Percival, we haven't even managed to get to the bar yet. Where's the, where's the alchemy jar gone? <laughs> see, see, he checks the bottle of whiskey in his pack and goes, he's not been drinking mine. <laughs> just been sipping from the wine dispensing part of the, <laughs> the, the alchemy jar. <laughs> Actually, who has got the alchemy jar? I thought it's Siliqui that had I was going to say, yeah, the last the last I heard Siliqui had it, but it was just kind of like, it's nebulously... He's just got a straw. it's just nebulously part of the party. It's got a straw stuck in the back. So it's actually the back of his moustache, so he's trying to hope that nobody notices. So you guys heading to the heading to the giggling squid then? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rana doesn't know what a squid is, but he likes <laughs> the idea that it giggles. It's one you want to tell him. Um, <laughs> it's this magical creature that just, uh, <laughs> that just giggles at sailors. <laughs> that just sounds weird. That must be very off-putting. Rana, Rana frowns, and just as we walk towards the inn, he's sort of at the back of the group, just running over the concept of a creature that giggles at sailors. And he's meshing mm. that up in his head with, like, the things that giggle. And in in his experience, there's like, there's like children. There's like a very <laughs> specific kind of uh, like monkey that sort of giggles. And mm. then there was that time that you know that girl in the village that he sort of liked giggled at him once. Um, and so <laughs> he, he's he, he's going to use those three to come up with an image in his head of what what a giggling thing is. Mm. That giggles at sailors, and he's expecting he's to see that. Far off, probably, <laughs> he's he's expecting to see that, and he's he's looking forward to seeing this 
this this creature or whatever it is tiny small little cute looking like sea creature (laughs) i I love this idea just like this is this is rana's this is how rana sees the world (laughs) yeah so yeah rana rana's like raring to go um is is pub has brandy yes definitely if it's the kind of pub i want to go to you head on through uh down past the grand suit undaunted by the rain heavy as it is the uh, merchants are still plying their trade underneath the tarps but of course it's less sprawling as you know they, they don't want their wares to get too wet you make your way on down towards the red bazaar where the feeling squid is and you find the tavern is quite full there's definitely an element where people are kind of ducked in here for kind of the same reason you guys have is they're getting out of the rain they want somewhere warm but the barman jovially greets you and uh, will happily serve you and you can have a look around and you'll be able to find yourself a little table at which you can discuss your options excellent there's a fairly raucous crowd in there at the minute all, all drinking all enjoying themselves Here and there, you catch snippets of uh, people just talking about general business. It seems like there was indeed a dino race fairly recently. (laughs) You hear sort of like one or two people sort of complaining about, you know, bemoaning lost bets, surreptitious whispers of potential cheating, although you're not entirely sure if that's, you know, legitimate or just sore losers. Being given the uh, dinosaur voids, yeah. And you know you can sort of you can easily tell the difference because obviously the winners are the ones that are ordering rounds for everybody around them, and it is entirely possible if you're a bit frugal you could probably catch yourself a, a free beer from one of these revelers, um, because they they don't seem to be caring who they're buying alcohol for. Cheers, <laughs> Percival. We've only just walked in. Stop it. What free beer? I'm in. So I will hand this now over to you guys as to what you want to discuss. You have, as you've as you previously mentioned, you have the missives, you have the jug, you also have the news of Inet's death. Is there anything else? Uh, yeah, there's probably one or two other things. There probably is one or two other things. They're they're all, they're all in the active uh, quests of like things you've been asked to do. Feel free to discuss to your leisure. Okay, so Percival wanders over to the. Uh, over to the bar and says, "Okay, I think we're having rum, rum, rum. Everyone, rum." <laughs> Half the bar just sort of cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Not you guys, just my chaps. Thank you. Hey, sounds like sounds like a plan. I think um, Rana wanted brandy. <laughs> Did you even ask for that, or is he just going off on one? Rana walks up to the bar and sort of <laughs> looks at the array of of drinks behind everything, um, and just frowns slightly and just. Butters. What is rum? You had rum last time, my friend. <laughs> do, do you remember? No, you probably don't remember that. Honor scratches, yeah. scratches his chin thoughtfully. And you also had a four-day hangover, in, don't you? Don't. <laughs> just mutters yeah. in Charlton uh, under his breath. I don't remember last time. Anna, you remember you felt sick for three days. <laughs> that was rum. Okay. Rum it is. <laughs> Rana points at, at the brightest coloured bottle he could see because <laughs> Rana likes bright and shiny things. It's creme de menthe. And just says uh, <laughs> some of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's advocate, effectively. Creme de menthe, of course. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, just some horrible. It, it's the one thing you want in a jungle. Just F- neat avocado as well, yeah. Fermented egg yolks. <laughs> Tasty. Okay, fine. Advocate. Uh, Rana doesn't. Rana doesn't understand. Like, if it's strong, so he just points to like a mug, you know, yeah, like, like an <laughs> ale mug, and just says that. Fill that up. Yeah, just that. And then just and maintains <laughs> eye, eye contact with the barman without blinking whilst he pours. <laughs> it's at this point the barman looking at everybody else as well as so... say. Is this okay? <laughs> it's fine. Just just keep them coming. We'll be at that table over there, okay, my good man? And if we're not there, we'll be under it. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, Rana, maybe. Oh, and um, nibbles. We want nibbles as well. Fried things. So that'll be a couple of silver pieces each for your drinks. Um, Except for Rana. That's, a go- that's two gold. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, he's got like four drinks in one cup there. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, in this tavern, I mean, is there any 
places we can get washed and things like that. Like if we had a room, um, is there any kind of bathtub or is there anything we can use that to get de-scummed? You, sure, we can rent rooms. Yeah, yeah so you, you would need to... So for, yeah, for one thing, you need to rent a room. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a case of this isn't a place that is literally for um, for renting out baths. If you are... Oh, yeah, I knew, I knew that. It's just more because there was two different types of them. I didn't know if one was a bit more classy with actually having a bath yeah. and the other one's just got, like, a bucket. Yeah. So the interesting, <laughs> so the interesting thing, from what you remember from last time, um, yeah. the rooms that you were in had a sort of... It's similar to what was in Wakanga's um, villa, there was a sort of a refilling bowl of water, mm-hmm. which was being fed by a what are they called? A water tower? A cistern? No, it's not a cistern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a, there's a water tower above the inn that, from the rainfall, helps to supply these basins. But there wasn't oh, actually like a bath facility. Yeah. Are you going to ask about about a bath? Um, uh, Siliqui goes to the bar and says. Um, guys, if it's okay with you, I um, I would really like to make sure we book some rooms and then um, I'd really like to go upstairs and get washed up and then come back down. I, I just want to um, wash two and a half weeks off me. No, that's fair. Anyone else? Um, is there any such thing as like a, a public bath or anything like that? Yes, you've had mentioned before with the dying man, he oh, mentioned right. that he was yeah. going to be meeting uh, one of the merchant princes at the public bathhouse that was down the street from where he was. Essentially, the barkeep would tell you that the sinks are there both as sort of, you know, you can you can wash yourself with them and, you know, potentially get a drink from there. Though he sort of, if you're washing and drinking, it probably not the best of ideas. Um, yeah. But in short, there is a fairly lavish um, bathhouse in the... Uh, south, that's southeast. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I remember. Right in the corner, that there is the bathhouse. Will it still be open for a while as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, when when it's asked about the barkeep, it's open until sort of midnight or something. It's like, it's yeah, Chalton's Chalton's are actually quite um, meticulous about their cleaning. So they have for the public there is this bathhouse which has baths to accommodate uh, most of the lower town. Um, mm-hmm. And he also mentions that if you are particularly well off. The uh, great and the good of uh, Portney and Zaro actually go to a fancy bathhouse, which is located up here. You're up in the top right corner, you're looking. It's this little outcropping rock. Um, and that mm. is known as the Temple of Soon. Temple of Soon? Yeah. Uh, Soon is effectively uh, the patron of charisma or something like that it's a it's basically it's a it's a fancy place to get dolled up mm-hmm. so if you were looking for you know like a full sort of spa treatment then you would go to the temple of soon but if you know you just wanted a decent wash and you didn't want to spend money slash didn't want to potentially get judged by the priests that work there then you go to the public bathhouse so there you go a little bit of a right, little so... bit of extra knowledge for you there cool. cool and yes at this time that would be open yeah so I think um, I should go and get us some rooms here and then um, maybe we can drop some of us. It may, oh, I'm just going to speak my own voice so it comes back in. Um, maybe <laughs> we can drop some of our stuff into the rooms here um, and then I think we should maybe have something, uh, a, nip, you know, sort of a bite to eat for now. And if people want to have a drink, they can have a drink, but then go to the bath to have a proper you know, the, the, the cheaper baths to have a proper clean-up uh, before going to see anyone. You know, so maybe we can um, have a bite and talk about what we're going to do here, uh, but then go to okay. a proper bath mm. and get clean for the evening uh, before we go and see anyone. That's fine. I don't imagine Rana's necessarily going to be doing that. Well, he, he gets away with, you know, he, he probably oh. normally looks like... Oh, yeah, he depends. He might be go- very fussy on them. I just don't know how many. It uh, might be a style it is effectively bath houses. It is. It is. It is up to you guys <laughs> if you want to, you know, split the party effectively. I think if you get yourselves a room, that's going to be a gold piece um, for each of you to get a room. Yeah. So they do the family type rooms again. Yeah. So again, it can be it can be either a family type room. You know, it's kind of it's it's busy in this pub, but it's busy in the actual tavern area. It's not the case that everybody in the tavern is staying at the Giggling Squid. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the minute, I would say that yes, you can either get separate rooms or a single shared room, up to you guys. But it would still cost you guys the, the gold fees yeah. each. Yeah, yeah. It's just up um, to you how you want to configure yourselves. So mm-hmm. I, I think um, whilst I would like a little bit of time to myself, I think it's a bit safer if we stay at least two in a room. Um, especially this tavern is um, it's all right, you know, it's, it's fine, but it's um, 
I don't know if I can totally trust other people. So um, it might be nice to have a couple of us just so we're more likely to hear somebody if they try and come in the room. Mm. Sounds fair to me. I think that's probably a good idea. Rana just nods and grunts and um, you notice he's he's about a third of the way through his mug. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks he's up. Gone. Rana, how are you finding how are you finding the egg? Rana <laughs> Rana looks confused and says, Is is egg? Yes. It's so all it alcohol. And then and then Rana smiles and says Bird that lays this egg must be very fun bird. And carries on drinking. <laughs> Party it's got a, it's got a fantastic uh, dance. Yeah. <laughs> Rana isn't interested in uh, in getting doled up the Temple of Zoom, but Rana does perk up the mention the idea of a bathhouse. Um, and Rana say, you know, it's hard to get clean in the jungle, so any opportunity for a good scrub, uh, Rana is always up for. Uh, Rana, Rana wants to go to the bathhouse. Um, but he also wants to finish his drink, uh, so he's drinking speedily because he's worried everyone's going to leave, and then he's not going to get the chance to finish it. Mm. Uh, um, Percival just goes and sits down at one of the tables and is like, "Okay, I think we got some things to discuss, chaps. Let's do this." I think at this he point, though, up. you realise that everybody else has just left to go to the public bathhouse. Is that is that quite what's happening here? Because it's kind of like Silicon's gone to the bar to um, ask for two rooms. Um, Mm. Actually, do we need more than two? Because I know Andrew stayed behind, isn't she? So it's just four of us. So um, I've asked the barman for two rooms um, and paid him, and then come back to the table. Um, Percival, I think when people want to do other things, um, shall we go and drop some of the stuff in the room? And who, Very well. who wants to share with Percival? Don't all put your hands up, guys. <laughs> it's just going to be Percival in one room and three of you in the other. I mean, it's fine. Well, last time Rana shared with Percival, or he didn't even share with Percival, I left him for five minutes and Percival nearly bloody killed him with alcohol. Um, hey, it's all right. I'll, I'll stay. <laughs> I'll keep him out of trouble. Are you sure, Zibby? Do you mind? Well, I'm sure I'll stay with him, but I'm not. I'm not sure if I can keep him out of trouble. To be honest, you know, at least if you try, it's, it's something. I don't know. Um, Percival slaps Zibby on the back and says, "Good man." Um, uh, so the queen, because she's actually fairly strong, says, "Shall I go and drop everybody's stuff?" Oh. Go to the queen. Sorry, don't know what that was. I felt like he's a monster. A bit, a, a bit of a Mission Impossible, the, the or like bard, something. The bard in the corner changed up their tune quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, Maybe it's you guys aren't ready music. for this. It's a new sound. <laughs> um, yeah, kids so, are gonna love it. Cholt metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think we should keep the jug um, in somebody's bag with us because I. Uh, I don't want to leave that. I, I want to keep that on us, um, just in case. But. We can leave some of our stuff in, in the um, in the room. Do people want me to take some of their stuff upstairs, or what do they want to do? Rana looks at the, the large bag, or whoever's holding the the jug, the alchemy jug, and sort of slightly unsettlingly uh, points and sloshes his advocar tankard <laughs> at it and says, um, and says, should leave in room? It's heavy, but valuable, yes? Maybe we should go and get rid of this first. I'm, um, I think like all the other stuff, I, uh, I don't mind leaving in a room, but I'm really concerned about the jug. You get some, um, you know, dodgy types everywhere. I'm still confused. I don't know if you remember, Rana, you might not because you had a headache and you were arguing with the lizard. Um, but um, your bag, it was open when we woke up in the morning and um you, you don't know if it was you. You don't think it was, but there's something peculiar going on that overnight. Yeah. I think something of value, something like the uh, the alchemy jug. I think, um, especially if we, we, you know, Silverlight Enterprises and all that crap. Um, we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, we should probably keep it on us um, and, and drop any of the other things off. Like, um, 
SCB, if you still got any... Uh, did you give away all of your beer in the end to the Camp Vengeance? Yeah, I left you? it with the guys. Yeah, yeah. Did. Oh, okay. They did, yeah. yes. The noble um, act of self-sacrifice, I think. It was indeed. Um, is Polly, are they okay with us walking the act oh, yeah. in the pub? Oh, yeah, good point. I've forgotten about that. It's higher up outside like a, like a horse. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, um... Uh, uh, oh, some poor God, dog looking you... at it going shit <laughs> are there stables I think yeah I think there probably is some stables for giggling squid there wasn't a second ago but there is now um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah given the fact that you've got her on I think like a leash or something yeah the, yeah. the pub's kind of like alright yeah you kind of you've, you've got an animal that's probably gonna add I'm gonna say five silver Mm-hmm. onto the price of your rooms just sort of finding a stabling place for effectively but yeah. as you said before if for a room for the night that includes your board and food I'm assuming mm-hmm. that also includes food for Polly and if we're paying money for her to be yes. yeah Polly gets yes, I'm saying it's a, because she's especially because she's a fledgling it's not yeah. as much as say getting a room for yourself if she was full grown that might be a different matter five silver pieces and she will be stabled up effectively and there will be somebody to at least feed her and yeah, she can she can just sort of chill at the giggling squid because I'm kind of seeing the giggling squid being kind of like your base of operations. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. At least to be, at least to begin with. Rana stands up, um, and walks over to the barman. Mm-hmm. Sort of makes eye contact and then sort of shrugs and falls over. Look, looks, look, looks around the pub and says, "Where is the squid?" <laughs> <laughs> and, I want to see it giggling. And then, and then looks, this? and then looks, and then looks hopeful. Like, like he, he really wants to see the squid. He's really excited yeah, to see this strange creature. The barman, the barman looks at you and is confused for a second and just sort of gestures around you. just like, this this is the squid. And then Ronald like, shakes his head and he waves his hand slightly from side to side. And he, he pulls up a stool and sits down. And he says, yeah. squid is giggling. Y- yes, that's, that's the name of this tavern. Yes. Where is where is the squid? Well, I do you mean a real squid? Yes. What what is a squid? Well, I mean, is it, is it we can we can it, we can serve it to you in our uh, calamari dish. Rana, Rana looks confused and says, "Squid is food." Squid is food. And there's like a beat where he's just kind of like, "Did I really just say that?" <laughs> Rana looks outraged and says, uh, but giggling monkey is ter- terrible crime to kill giggling monkey. It it makes children laugh. And he looks like really irritated. Uh, if if this squid is, uh, if it giggles, what? why must it die? It should not be. <laughs> the barman is starting to look a bit awkward just trying to work out. I don't, I, mm, I it's not, mm. Um, Rana lives in, in the jungles mostly. He doesn't come to town very often, so um, it, it's sometimes these things are a bit confusing. Rana, sometimes people name things; they're not actually the thing. Like you know, the the bird outside the the axe beak. We could call that bear. It doesn't make it a bear. Sometimes people name things after things, but it, it's not real. Um, a squid is a, a thing that lives in a sea. And it's it's got lots of legs, but not an octopus. It's it's a it's a slimy thing. And um, a giggling one, I imagine, is named after a big evil squid, not a, not a friendly squid, like a funny funny monkey. Ronald looks increasingly confused and says, "But <laughs> but name is names what thing is? Rana is me. Rana has meaning. I am Rana has meaning. I am that meaning." I am Rana. Could not call Rana Percival. Percival is Percival. But Rana, if you had some paper and you started writing words on it, you could say that's your book and you could call it Percival's story. And it might not be anything really to do with Percival. You could call it Percival's log to be funny. It'd probably be more interesting to be fair. But it doesn't always have to be the actual thing that's called the name. Um, Are you... You two, um, 
No, you've got it. I feel like Rana should roll like a wisdom saving throw to see if he can work out what what the he's talking about. Okay, done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Natural twenty. Twenty. Suddenly. Okay. Suddenly. It, it all clicks in Rana's head. <laughs> Comes and, into place, and he looks. He looks. He looks suddenly at Percival, and he says, "Percival's name is Silverlight, but he is not a candle." Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah, things are named after things. You see the um, the rum that, that we're drinking now. Um, that's also named after a kind of sea creature. Something. Um, but it's Probably not the advocate has shifted. <laughs> uh, the sea, it's not really a sea creature in the drink. It's just called the name of a sea creature as a name. Rana's, Rana's on a roll now. He gets it. Rana nods. And he, <laughs> he, 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 finishes, he finishes the rest of his tank. And he puts it down. And he walks back towards the table and he, he wags his finger a bit. Like the like the drunk uncle does at a wedding. In contrast, give me a dexterity saving throw. See if he falls uh-huh. over the stool on the way. <laughs> yes. Five. Oh. <laughs> Appropriate. Uh, oh, five plus two, so seven. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah, you 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 definitely bump into somebody as you walk across the room. Thankfully, not in a way that provokes like um, a repercussion, but it is just you go to just walk in a straight line. And you just sort of end up veering slightly to the left and hit somebody's shoulder. <laughs> Rana sort of waves vaguely over his shoulder and he, he, he sits down at the table and says, Is like Rana's name. Rana means lonely because Aww. Rana has no family left and Rana always lived alone on the edge of the jungle because people are frightened of the power to change into things that they are not. But now, Rana is not always lonely. So Rana is Rana, even when Rana is not Rana. I mean, he does like a big exaggerated wink and then just sits back in his chair like, I've got this. Rana, that's really profound. That That's right, it's especially with drinking side. I think that was well constructed and I'm really sorry that you feel that uh, you've ever felt alone but Rana's is that Rana? Yeah, yeah, Rana's, Rana's drunk a lot he's, 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 he's just hiccuping a bit um, alright I see yeah. Rana um, I thought Rana, somebody had fallen out of their chair or something no, Rana, Rana sort probably, of probably in a Rana sort of uh, motions um, sort of vaguely and then looks around and says time for bar yes and smiles Yes, Rana, we're going to go over there. Are you ready, Percival? We're all going to go over uh, let, Let's all go to the baths. I mean, what's smarter than taking Rana, who's just filled up with alcoholic eggs, into a very, very hot area? He's got... He's, he has protein. He's <laughs> fine. He's, he's a lined his stomach, in a way. Um, with yes. egg, yes. Uh, Rana, um, I, you, you don't need to feel alone. Um, I mean, we're here, by the looks of it, uh, from the map we have been given so far, is. It's a huge, huge, huge island, so I think we're going to be together some time. Think of us like friends or new family. We're, um, we're all in it together. We don't need to be alone. And you might want to talk to a, um, a country lizard instead of a city lizard, but you can talk to me as well. Rana looks around a bit overawed at this and says, what is opposite of alone? With people, with, um, with family or no, friends. like, what is opposite out the other side like lonely is on your own but bad if are too many people what is the word or too many people crowded friendship friendship I crowded think. maybe no too too far too Fri- far probably friendship yes acquaintance Rana, Rana nods says friendship is too many people he's got it and then he gets up and then starts <laughs> to walk towards the door and he says it's bath time yes sort of reaches to start like Taking off one of his braces, one of his, uh, one of his uh, braces and stuff. Lana, and says, Lana is, keep your clothes is... on. We have to get there first. <laughs> they don't like that kind of thing here. <laughs> Rana looks disappointed. It's okay. Aye, bath time it is. Bath time it is. Okay, dokie. Splish splash with a big rubber ducky. <laughs> Sweet. So, attempting to stop Rana from disrobing in the rain. Um, 
which apparently apparently is his want. I feel like Siliqui starts chasing after him a bit like, you know, a mum with a child that keeps pulling their trousers down. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just try to keep him mic covered. Pull him up. What are you doing? Tarquin, stop that. You guys make your way to the bathhouse following the instructions given to you by the tavern keeper. There is a couple of bits and pieces that you notice as you make your way across. So from the Red Bazaar, you guys head northwards and you find yourselves going up and over a large stone walkway with stairs on either side that you have to ascend and then descend. To either side of you, you can see the summit of two hills of Portney and Zaro. So as I said before, there are a couple of different hills here and you've got the one on your left you have this sort of large stone structure, which again bears a striking resemblance to the Colosseum. Uh, if mm-hmm. you think of the Colosseum from Rome, I, that's the kind of thing I that you've got. I think we worked out previously that this is where the dino races are mm-hmm. held. Oh, is that this bit over here? Or some That was the dino races area, wasn't it, with the gates? Well, I think no, they, start, I, they start there. Oh, oh, they go through the streets, don't they? You were told before, um, from what from what I recall, you were told that the barman said that the uh, dino races do run through this area. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which is down here. This is the Red Bazaar. And the Giggling Squid is here. That's where right, the, wiggling sorry, device, the Wiggling Gid is. Yeah. That's where the Wiggling Gid is, wiggling. yeah. <laughs> and the proprietor did tell you that the dino races pass there because he did say that the tavern does need to be sort of boarded up whenever the dino races are taking place. Mm-hmm. You guys are heading across this bit here, and you see mm-hmm. to your left the Colosseum-looking building, mm-hmm. and to your right you see probably one of the most resplendent buildings. It's got this kind of pale white and gold look to it. Quite obviously, it was one of the biggest buildings in actually like built structures in Portney and Zaro with yeah. even through like the rain you can see the sort of gilded golden top of the dome which makes up the building is there anybody uh, wandering about um in this weather there isn't anybody out there's one or two people but all of them have got themselves in large hoods and they're keeping themselves you know to themselves get too drenched as they make their way flitting between buildings wow this is beautiful Percival. Percival, stop looking at your old self and your reflection. Look at look at the top of there. Look at the gilding. Isn't it beautiful? Look, look at look at that. You can just see the sun coming over the top. Can you see that? Yes. Yes, perfect, perfectly lovely. It would be even better on a day when I could actually see it through the rain. <laughs> that is a good point. With the heavy rain that is persisting, it is kind of reminiscent of the first time you guys came to Portney and Zara, mm. where you can see the nearby structures, but from on top of here, you can see over the buildings ahead of you, but you can't see very much on the other side of the harbour. Descending the steps, you pass through a large archway mm-hmm. and take the right-hand turning to head towards the public bathhouse. Mm-hmm. And the public bathhouse is set up next to what looks like a like a sort of small fortress just here. But the bathhouse itself has quite light blue panelling. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, again, sort of like the Giggling Squid, there's several places you can enter, but most of them have been boarded up to kind of protect from the rain. Mm-hmm. As you find your way around to the front door, you are greeted by a couple of men and women, all dressed in what appears to be priests' robes, who sort of usher you inside, welcome you with warm smiles, and welcoming you to the public bathhouse of the Portman Zaro. Inside, you find a building that is both egalitarian and elegant. You have tiles and mosaics of various sea animals. There are turtles. There actually is a squid as well somewhere. If yeah, I suppose. Rana, Rana, when we was talking about what a squid looks like, you see that? The, this is a drawing, so it's not actually the squid, but it's a drawing of a squid. And um, you see that one there? And she points. Far nods. That's a squid. That's what a squid looks like, but not that size. It would be a different size in the water. But that's what the shape of a squid looks like. But this one doesn't laugh. Most squids don't laugh. As you guys take this in, you look around the entrance area. There is, to the right of the door, a giant clamshell that is just sort of sat open beside uh, one of the priests who, who smiles and nods at you. 
You can see inside the clamshell there is a mass of coins uh, of all different colours, copper, silver. There are some golds, but the copper and silvers generally outshine them. And one of the priests comes up to you and says, Good afternoon. How may I help? Welcome to the public bathhouse. Have you used our facilities before? Oh, hello. No. No. No? Um, we, um... We would very much like, if it's okay, um, we got told about you from the um, Giggling Squid. Most of us aren't from the, this place at all, and um, we've had a long journey, and we'd, we'd very much like to use your facilities. Please. Absolutely. Our public bathhouse is a place of rest and relaxation. We do not charge for its use. However, it is appropriate to leave a small donation within your means to the Temple of Soon to help us maintain our care and our help. Is is there more silver or more copper? More silvers. So essentially what the priest has told you is that you can leave a donation, as he said, within your means. So mm-hmm. you can leave as much or as little as you can afford. Many of my brothers and sisters are well-trained and highly professional masseuses. If you have had a long journey, you will be able to have an appointment with one of my brothers and sisters for the reasonable price of 10 silver pieces. When you say um, an appointment, what happens? Well, generally speaking, our brothers and sisters will ensure that we tend to those cares and aches in your bodies, making sure that your muscles are well relaxed and set well on the path to recovery should they need recovery or even even healing to be honest that does sound really good uh, you see behind you and percival is uh, stood there with his boots off and he's just holding him in one hand he's ready <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, one of the priests uh, will actually take your boots and give you a small bit of paper with a number on it lovely thank you rana asks um priest in in Chelton um mm-hmm. what is this word and then he says uh masseuse in common ah uh, uh so the priest turns to you and will explain in Chelton for you essentially retreading exactly what he's just said in common okay. to uh to the others and will explain that a masseuse is someone that soothes uh, that soothes, that soothes <laughs> and uh, massages the muscles of those that come to the public bathhouse wary of their travels. Or weary of their travels, not wary of their travels. Rana nods and says uh, it's like the grandmothers of, of, of the tribe and then nods and says, I will do this. And then uh, immediately, um, uh, not really paying any attention, produces two Electrum coins. Uh, rather than silver coins. Rana, Rana, are you just, aware how much that's worth? Just, just so you know. Rana, Rana just brushes suicide and says, just muttering in Chelton, silver is silver, um, and then uh, puts the coins in, um, and then turns around and looks, <laughs> looks expectantly. Rana, do you know how many egg drinks you could have got with that? Do you know how many, how many cupfuls <laughs> of your egg drink you could have got with that? That was a lot of money. With that donation, however, the priest calls over two priests um, and essentially will ask Rana whether he would prefer a male or a female masseuse. Rana looks mildly confused by this um, and says, healers in tribe are always women and then looks looks at the male priest and looks at him as if like not really not really sure what his purpose like in existence is. Uh, because he, he, d- he just doesn't really fit the mould and motions towards the female priest. If he takes offence at that, it doesn't show on his face. He simply inclines his head and backs off as the uh, female masseuse will take your hand and lead you off to uh, the changing rooms. Marvellous. Will anybody else be taking part in the masseuse uh, offer? Yes. Uh, yeah. yes. No, I'm just going to go and have a bath. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. Uh, Ziggy, if you um, if you're not uh, doing that, do you mind watching the um, the special bath just until we uh, all have a bath? Uh, well, the thing is, if I'm going in a bath, I don't really know if I can take it with me. That oh, true. Um, is there anywhere we think is secure to put the bag of the jug in? 
So the way that this works is like what happened with Percival, there will be kind of like a locker room situation where you can essentially leave your items of clothing, your gear. You will get a little ticket that essentially says which number locker you are. Um, and they will take that for you. Okay, that, that's all good. Standard cloakroom procedure. For Zippy, as you're not having a, uh, a massage, you are led to the changing rooms. They do have uh, partition changing rooms, obviously. Similarly, they will offer to take your clothing and your gear to place mm. it to one side. And you are then led through to the bathhouse. Now, there are about six. Six? Yeah, six. Um, six baths to choose from, but they aren't like they aren't separated it is one great big room full of like a low level haze of steam because all of the water is kept fairly warm not boiling to the point of you know blistering but it's almost constantly at that sort of perfect level of heat priests of soon are walking around the outside edge just topping up what look to be little sort of like soap stations so there are little bars of soap um, that are available to sort of wash yourself down but there is also a tiered pool, so there is, like, seating around the edge if you wanted to just sit in the bath and just sort of stew for a minute. Are the baths um, segregated men and female, or what's the situation with that? Oh, no. When you walk in, you see that everybody is intermingling. You can see there are people who are possibly friends, possibly something more. It's a little little unclear. Yeah. Possibly you don't want to pry too much. But it is, you know, the great and the good and the poor all come to these uh, public houses, and everyone... Uh, rub shoulders, quite literally in some cases. Um, I don't know whether or not Zibi has any particular kind of reaction to this just sort of um, openness, I guess. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, where Zibi comes from, although it's originally it's right up in the tundra, I'm guessing that there's sort of fairly open, like Scandinavian type sensibilities. Mm. Uh, and they would have maybe sweat lodge, not, not sweat lodge because that's. Um, native american but uh sauna that sort of thing hmm. so uh, i'm guessing he yeah. would be relatively unfazed by uh, i i mean are people wearing towels are they completely naked are they what generally it's completely naked they're quite bold partly because of the heat in some cases yeah there are a few people walking around with towels like towels would be available if you wanted to you know cover your modesty but generally nobody nobody bats an eye at somebody getting in Zippy's quite happy to walk mm. around. Showing um, his hammer, yes. <laughs> yes. <coughs> I was going to make a but, joke there about it swinging back and forth well, on his neck. Um, <laughs> would, would you have been given a, like a little bar of soap to, to be going with? or To my mind, it's kind of like there are little tubs, possibly again okay. in the shape of like clams around the outside edge of the, the bath. So you can just sort of grab one that's nearby or you can sort of hail... Uh, one of the priests who's walking around with what is essentially a basket full of bars of soap. Zibi's Z- going to hail one of these um, soap ladies, soapy ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's going to he's going to uh, try and f- uh, find some sort of beard, beard, hair oil, that sort of stuff, and uh, one of those mm-hmm. big wide teeth combs to sort of comb through the beard and the big uh, masses of hair that he's got. Awesome. That is definitely provided for you while you are relaxing in the bath. Those of you that went with the masseuses, you're taken to the same sort of changing areas that Zibi was taken to. But beyond that, the masseuses that you choose, and again, that similar choice is given to each of you. And they take you through to a separate room where they have a set, a sort of range of both, again, public but also um, enclosed sort of uh, more private rooms for masseuse tables. So it would kind of be up to you guys whether you wanted a private massage or you wanted just a massage in the uh, main room. Rana motions towards one of the private rooms and says uh, that a man's health is a private affair, basically. It's, it's <laughs> Fair enough. Or, or, or words to that effect. Words to that effect, and then just, yep. And just, and just boldly walks into the room whilst undoing his braces. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, that's fair enough. Siliqui <laughs> is quite happy to go in the normal communal one. She is quite body proud. She isn't shy. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Percival? Uh, Percival uh, produces uh, two gold and says, one, one of each, please. Pardon? Oh, uh, right. <laughs> so a male and a female. 
Um, oh, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> gets it done twice as fast. Aye, <laughs> aye, good uh, It goes into one of the private rooms. <laughs> mm hmm. Okay. Um, I am going to leave up to the imagination what you think you guys would be getting up to in those uh, <laughs> private rooms. The priests of Soon are not. They aren't. To say it baldly, they are brothel. not prostitutes. <laughs> it's not a brothel, yeah. No, it is not a it is not a brothel. Um, however, they are dedicated to ensuring that people are relaxed and fully enjoy their experience. So, up to you what happens in there. I am not going to roleplay that, but you know, <laughs> it, you know, whatever whatever happens is between you guys. What happens in the private room stays in the private room. Yep. <laughs> yeah. After about an hour or so. Um, during which you receive this massage, which is lovely, by the way. Just all jokes aside, they are cl they are clearly very professional. Um, they make sure to you know get exactly that you know muscle that you hadn't actually realised was aching until they started pressing on it. You are eventually much loosened, led out to the same baths where Zibby is, and presumably Zibby would hail you. And it's up to you guys whether you want to join him or whether you want to you know take uh, take your own uh, I don't know space park on a bench somewhere and are people just walking around that particular room totally butt naked or are they kind of doing a little bit modesty and then getting into the water naked it varies so there are okay. some people that have got towels the general aura of the place is that there's no judgment if you want mm -hmm. to cover up with a towel you can nobody will judge you for wearing a towel but it is also you know there are people that are just just absolutely baldly just standing there naked and they they do not care okay yeah, there just there doesn't seem to be like a sense of shame about you know seeing other people taking a bath. It's just it just seems to be this is part of living in Port Nianzaro. So Silicree will just walk in her butt naked. Um, she's more bothered yep. about getting her body happy, you know, and, and uh, stretched out and muscles sorted out and clean. It's a bit grim, really, that they gave them the massage before they got clean. But hey ho. <laughs> 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 um, you know what? I, I debated which way around to do it, and I just I just that's where we landed. I kind of figured that I kind of figured that there would be some form of like you know um, it's like reverse uh, prostitute. Don't know how many of you have. have don't know how don't know how many of you guys have had uh, had massages I, all the just, time, but it, whenever I can afford it. Weirdly, the one that is, Chinese yeah, place at Blue much. Water is weirdly good. I cut that bit mm. out, so I'm not uh, endorsing any particular business, but. <laughs> They Fair do enough. have chair massage. Yeah. It's brilliant. If you've I'll got bear that in mind next Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Trolls of so, the Two um, Tom Bridges in fully endorses uh, uh, massage We are sponsored by this random massage place this week. Strangely so, good. <laughs> yeah, up until now, the only things pe uh, anyone else has seen Siliqui in is very loose-fitting sort of silk and linen baggy clothes. Uh, so she's got movement. They kind of, not swamp her, but they're loose. Uh, so you don't really get to see her figure. Uh, so it's the first time the rest of the group would have seen Siliqui's figure and also all of her tattoos. Basically from sort of midway, not really the back of her neck, but slightly lower, just lower than her neck. Right from there, all the way down to the back of her knees, more or less. Her upper arms are absolutely covered in really quite intricate, beautifully crafted and designed sort of swirly sort of patterns and um, yeah, tattoos all over her. But only sort of on her back and then nice. her shoulders and round her hips and round her thigh. She hasn't got them on her chest or stomach or anything. Fair enough. Nice. Siliqui is just going to have a look at how much space there is in the bath. Um, is it is it a bit of a uh, get up close and personal people or is it space? <laughs> no, there's, there's quite some space. Like, as I say, there's kind of like, there's a maybe... Uh, maybe a dozen people in the bathhouse at the moment. Partly, probably because of the rain, so people probably aren't, you know, too fussed about coming to the bathhouse. But it's kind of... It, it's not Olympic-sized, but as I say, there's like a large room with six baths in it, which probably each, if everyone was sitting around the edges, could probably hold like, I don't know, 15-odd uh, people, maybe, each. So, you know, yeah, you're not having to rub up against each other. Yeah. So, so the queen's going to go up to the same one that Zibby's in, uh, being it's a big bath anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, she's not going to sit right next to him, just because you find that a bit weird that she knows him a bit better now, and it just seems weird two people sat next to each other naked having a conversation about their adventures or something. So um, so she instead mm. 
sort of sits where she's not directly facing him eye line but slightly sort of twisted round but near enough so they can actually have a normal conversation but you know with a bit of respectful distance as well <laughs> so sit there comparing Fair tattoos because Zibby, Zibby's covered in tattoos as well so I had this one done um, I can't remember There's some guy with bright red hair um this one was done by some dude with an eye patch. This one is a bit wonky. <laughs> well, if we ever go to a tattoo place or if we ever pick up any um, needles and ink, I've only got paint now. I can fix that for you. I can um, uh, straighten that line. <laughs> what do they mean? What, do you have meanings behind any of them? Um, I've actually got... Um, I went through because I, I was thinking about uh, what Zibby looks like. I've actually got a whole shitload of tattoos. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, hang on. Uh, and this, they, I'm not going to lie, was not one of the things I expected you guys to do. Um, <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, players fucking it up for DMs since the dawn of time. Yeah. <laughs> just got to go take those plans up and working on, just throw them out the window. <laughs> just, just out of interest, Rana, Rana turns to. Percy and says mm. um, mm-hmm. he looks a bit cheeky and he kind of sort of looks around he says um, would be funny if a tiger appeared in the barbs yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Percival just starts laughing <laughs> um, I, uh, hang on Rana I mean yes and no <laughs> It's kind of a possible issue for some people. Rana nods solemnly and says, "And says, uh, where tigers?" And then perks up and says, "A spider." Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not better. <laughs> it's to the queen um, nearby. Oh, hear uh, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, you guys, you you sat in the bath with Zibby, and mm-hmm. this is sort of like Rana having a bit of an aside with Pers- yeah. Yeah. Percival yeah. before getting in. So I take no. Um, yeah. <laughs> and well, well, Rana, I like the cut of your jib. Go for it, Rana's. <laughs> Rana's just about to do it when um, he suddenly remembers, sort of through the drunkenness the last time people saw him turn into something and he ended up hogtied hanging from a branch um, <laughs> being, being, being carried into camp um, and then he sort of mutters and he says, I mean, it wasn't quite that bad but it was <laughs> yeah Rana, his memory it was <laughs> R- 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 Rana remembers it, it differently it's, it's tainted by the whole Yoka situation that, that, that annoyed him as well mm. um, and then <laughs> Rana and then Rana perks up and says looks at the water and says ah Rana can turn into and he looks at the wall and he sees the the image of the squid on the wall yeah. and he's like <laughs> squid and then focuses really hard like he's like he's looks, oh, you know like he's, like he's trying to turn into a squid but obviously Rana isn't level 4 so he can't turn into aquatic animals yet um <laughs> But, I was going to say, I was just thinking, still, I don't think you can manage that. Just no, but he's but, but he, he, really, he, really, he really wants to believe he can. So Rana just sits there, focusing really hard in the corner, staring into the water. I'm assuming so that we can see him from a distance, but has no idea what's going on. And she turns to Sibby and goes, mm. Sibby, do you think he's trying not to have a poo? What's going on over there? Look at his face. <laughs> what's he doing? <laughs> not in the public bar. <laughs> I don't know him. God, <laughs> I, I think at that point, Siliqui and Zibby start slowly lowering their heads towards the water just in case he's doing anything weird to disown him. <laughs> just, just sort of like uh, gently sort of swimming backwards. You know. Is Rana in the water at this moment? Cause... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the water. Yeah. So um, per- Percival looks at, at Rana looking super concentrated and... Uh, he he's, he can see he's not entirely certain if the steam rising off of Rana is from the baths or just the concentration, <laughs> the effort. Rana, Rana slumps back against the tiles, muttering in Cholton and says, "Maybe 
maybe maybe this is not a real animal. And then he thinks and says, if I see one, then maybe I will be able to to take its form. I must I must see the squid. This this is a plan. Muttering to himself, and then he starts to wash himself down and stuff. I, I'm I'm on board with that as well, Rana. I mean, there's bound to be some squid around here somewhere. Surely, I'd love to see you as a squid. Rana like nods enthusiastically, and says, "Uh, yes, it's important quest. Rana must find squid. <laughs> I'll write it in my book." And then nods, and then and then starts washing his hair uh, with soap, like looking pleased that he's he's come to that conclusion. <laughs> Amazing.